Episode 78. What did you say? This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And a happy Father's Day to all you guys out there. Congratulations. This is a wonderful day for us. And mine started out wonderfully. I got to sleep until 8.30. The whole family slept until 8.30. So it was wonderful for all of us. Well, shoot, I was going to start off wishing myself a happy birthday because Monday the 20th is my birthday, but we'll start well, with Father's Day since well, we're actually recording happy, on Father's Day. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. That is tomorrow. Yep. It is tomorrow. So it will have been yesterday by the time you guys all get to listen to this, but. But you can always hit Elise up on our Facebook fan page and let her know. She yeah. would love to see it. I'm one of those people that absolutely loves birthdays. Yes. I, you, you know, I have ever since forever. I mean, I remember my 27th birthday that. Um, we were living in our condo in Rancho Santa Margarita and I made Tony get me a cookie monster cake mm-hmm. for my birthday. And we've done all kinds of crazy things over the years on my birthdays, but, um, gosh, backpacking, we backpacked a few birthdays and you know, my son, our son, I'm claiming him tonight cause he's actually, sure. he wants, to, I would, he actually has this money burning a hole in his pocket and it's, it's, driving him nuts so he actually offered to take the family out to dinner tomorrow night for my birthday and we're gonna let him pay for it well you know we weren't gonna we weren't planning on going and he offered so we'll let him pay for it we'll let him pay for it although you did uh, you did tell him that you would split it with him oh that's right i said i'd play half okay i found a coupon so it's not like it's gonna cost us no an arm and a leg but it was it was just very sweet that he is really like, mom, I, w- I want to take you out to dinner. I mean, really what it is is he wants to go out to eat and this is an excuse. And since yeah. he's got the money, he's going to do it. But Let him do it. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been very fun. And we had a wonderful weekend. We had our first dance recital. For Abigail. For Abby. Um, so we've now en- entered the world of dance recitals and things like that at age five and a half. And she is such a free spirit. Yeah, you, you and her clash. Uh, yes, because I am... You know, as Dave Ramsey says, there's always a nerd and a free spirit in a relationship. Well, I'm definitely the nerd in our mother-daughter relationship, and she's the free spirit. And so nerd and free spirit clash constantly. It's a joy in our household when I need to get in the middle of that. It really destroys our sex life at times, too, and our emotional intimacy and all the other ones at times. Wow, I was just talking about the recital. (laughs) I know. But I, I, I was just going to go into how... Way the, to extrapolate that whole thing. <laughs> how the, how the mother-daughter uh, head-to-head battles between you and Abby affect our relationship as well. So I was just going to say how cute she was doing Oh, she was, her she own, was beautifully cute. Her own version. Um, yeah, there was, I don't know, like 12 girls up there. And then our precious little bundle. I mean, she's just kind of doing her own little... I mean, she's doing the dance. The routine. No, she was doing it totally. But, but she it. had she had her own little flares that she added in. Oh well, sure, I mean they're yeah. five and a half, so they're gonna so do that. It was cute, and you know she got to wear makeup, which was a big deal because Daddy doesn't let her wear makeup, and so nope. the red red lipstick that they had for being on stage was. Yeah, and I do have to say, for those of you who are friends of mine on Facebook, you can go check out 
um we got some pictures over there yeah I I, yeah and i have to post our pictures too my our sister-in-law yeah and we got a video, video a, a short video over there and uh dear sweet friend and a listener jan she had reminded me that morning that um, you know don't forget the flowers right don't forget to have the flowers after the dance because you know the girls are gonna be getting flowers and of course i'd completely forgotten it's our first year and uh, so i write to tony i'm like you know you have to we have to do the flower and so she comes out after the performance we get her and because she's been hanging out in the dressing room this is the other big thing yeah right. dressing room with videos and snacks and stuff um but we bring her out and tony's got a flower a rose for her and I will definitely post that picture because um, there was something very special that happened between the two of you when she saw that you had a flower for her. And it really, you know, it's, it's those little moments that sort of cements in my mind that, you know, especially as we're talking about Father's Day, that you are laying the groundwork mm-hmm. for the type of man that she's going to look for in the future. And so, you know, seeing her reaction to getting a rose from you was really, it was just precious Hmm. Um, because she was just like, Oh, my daddy's bringing me a rose. I should probably remember to get you one every so often too, huh? Probably would be nice. Probably would be nice. You know, not, it's not like, it's not like I'm, I'm not bringing that up because I'm fishing for it. I'm bringing it up because, because, you know, you, you, we have those moments in marriage, those of us with children, where we see glimpses of who our children are going to become. And, you know, obviously I had one tonight with Alex offering to take his mom out to dinner. Um, and then just watching Tony and Abby yesterday when, you know, she comes out of the backstage area and sees her daddy and her face just lights up because her daddy's got a rose for her. Right. And just for her. And so. Well, I'm just saying the rose, the flower for us guys to to give to our spouse every so often, it, it just shows that it, it's, it's an outward expression of our love. And, and I know for me, Elisa is not a big flower girl. It's not like I need to get her flowers, but I do know from past experiences when I do come home with a flower or a dozen of something or other, it still puts a huge smile on her face. Mm-hmm. So Something to think about, you know, one thing we said last week is if there's one marriage that has been blessed by the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, and it's our own, Mm -hmm. because when we get behind these mics and we get to talk to you guys, you know, some of these ideas pop back into my mind and remind me of what I should be doing in my marriage to keep it strong and growing. So let's try and do that. All right, let's try. All right. So where are we going? Where, where are we going this week? Well, I, I think we should. I think we should first. Hold on. I have to sneeze. Oh, okay. Elisa's um, gonna sneeze. We do have a we did it. That's where I was trying to go. All right. So we we do have a we did it, which is just awesome, because we haven't heard from a lot of you guys who did finish the seven days of sex challenge. So for those of you who have finished a seven days of sex challenge or longer and want to call in and t- say a we did it, eight five eight eight seven six five six six three. Or you can either hit me up at asktony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Or ask Elisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And we did hear from Jim and Andrea. And they said, thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. My wife and I really enjoy listening to the podcast together, especially when we have time without the kids. We really enjoyed our seven days of sex and can't wait for our 60-day challenge. Still working on her for that one and not sure I could even handle it. 
It really was quite an adventure trying to find the time and mixing it up. We want to say thanks for your exceptional show content and give you both a tremendous we did it shout. Thanks for everything you do. It's making a tremendous difference in the world. God's blessing on you and the rest of the community. Jim and Andrea. Thank you so much, Jim and Andrea. That is, that's awesome. Congratulations to the both of you for making the seven day, the 60 day challenge. Like you said there, Jim, not sure if even you could handle it. I totally understand. But if you guys go for it, make the goal, make the plan, make it known what is what is the outside boundaries of that, you know, time of the month, travel, whatever, and go for it. It's just like what Elisa and I did. We got 40 out of 60 days and it transformed our marriage. So I think the best way for any of you who are looking to do something longer than a seven days is always look at what good comes out of it. Don't look at the negative aspect of it in the sense of, well, we were trying for 14, but we only made 10. You know what? 10 is amazing. And congratulate yourselves on that and and build off of that. Mm-hmm. Start changing your mindset. In our world, we're always to look at, we didn't complete something, so we're failures. I'm telling you, if you complete five out of seven days, you're not a failure. By all means, God is looking down upon you and clapping his hands because you guys are gaining a momentum that can take your marriage to the level, the next level that you want. Mm -hmm. And that is what's awesome about each of these. But your mindset has to be in the place where it's just like right on. And that was really cool this year. During this seven days of sex challenge, we had a number of couples who weren't able to finish each day, you know, even in the middle, like the fourth day or the fifth day. But I just loved it this year that they were able to just get back in there the next day and go, hey, you know what? We missed yesterday, but we're here today and we did it. Mm -hmm. And we got, you know, that is to me just precious and awesome. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, we're still hearing success stories from the seven days of sex challenge. People that are jumping in, people that are finding out about us. Um, And really, you know, I say us, but any of you that participate in the seven days challenge and put your comments up, I mean, you're, you're the ones that they're looking to as a resource Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're so excited. We're actually getting ready to start, um, a small group this week on stripped down on the book. And, you know, Tony and I were just talking to our director of small groups today at church and talking about how excited we are to be doing this particular small group at this yeah. particular time. I mean, we actually had to, we had to close enrollment for the small group because we were pushing the boundaries of whether or not it would be a small group yeah. <laughs> or a seminar, you know, a small class um, because there were so many couples excited and interested. And, you know, we're thankful to all of you and, and the community that you've built because we know heading into the small group starting on Thursday night that we have, you know, a year and a half worth of resources in terms of podcasts, in terms of comments and whatnot from all of you to say, you know what, if we don't dig as deep as you want to on a certain topic, we've probably covered it in a 45 minute podcast or get up on Facebook or put a question Don't be scared to put stuff up there. It, I hope in my, it is my dream that, you know, many of you, many of you get involved in answering and and helping other marriages Mm -hmm. that's the way 
we continue to build on marriage. You know, it's helping each other out. Hey, I'm dealing with this. What is somebody doing to overcome it? And hey, there could be 10 different comments to that. Maybe one or two stick with that with that other couple. And that's what it's about. I mean, it, it's always our goal to give you guys options and ideas. And, and ours are not the only ones. A lot of you have fantastic ideas and things that you have done in your marriage that Elise and I have incorporated into our marriage, mm-hmm. having heard from you. So please always, always get up on Facebook and um, help others out and answer those questions. So let's get into tonight's topic. Absolutely. Oh, one last thing. My oh, bad. My bad. Nope. Please pray for our group. Seven weeks long, stripped mm-hmm. down, 13 keys unlocking intimacy in your marriage. You're more than welcome to pick it up. We're getting great feedback. So uh, oneextraordinarymarriage.com is where you can get the book. And uh, we can get you a soft cover, ebook, or audio book there. But please pray for please pray for each couple that shows up. Um, that, that God just touches them. Mm-hmm. That God just opens them up. That God just infiltrates their their lives and in their marriages yeah absolutely because you know we know it's a challenge i mean some of the couples we met last year last week at the marriage retreat and um you know it's it's we'll be there we'll be there and you know just getting to know them last weekend and getting some idea of their stories and you know we have couples that we've never met that will be showing up on thursday night and so um just pray for us that we speak the truths that they need to hear mm-hmm. um, because anytime, anytime we put ourselves out there, we want to make sure that we are guiding folks in the way that they need to be led and that we are there supporting and strengthening their marriages. So do you have anything else? No. Okay. Uh, then I am going to jump into tonight. Um, this has been an interesting week in terms of conversations that, specifically I've had with people and you know, I call, I titled this episode, what did you say? And you know, Tony had posted earlier, was it earlier this week that you posted the question? Are you comfortable being naked mm-hmm. in front yep. of your spouse? And many of you had written in on that. And, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too, because that was originally where this podcast, <laughs> in fact, Tony's shooting me looks as I'm doing the introduction going, I, I thought we were talking about something else. Yeah, the question uh, the question of the week was, do you feel comfortable walking around naked when your spouse is around? Why or why not? And the reason we started talking about that, and I, I actually retitled the podcast, was that I, I've talked to a number of women this week um, who are playing these soundtracks in their head of messages that they've received over a lifetime, whether it's been from family whether it's been from friends, well-meaning or otherwise, whether it's been from society who are, are replaying these negative messages to the point where they can't be comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I spent some time with a woman on Thursday and um, I'd actually taken the jewelry over. We were you know, just accessorizing out of her wardrobe and, and I actually saw her give me these messages. You know, we'd put a piece of jewelry on and if it brought, you know, if she felt it literally made her too attractive, she wasn't comfortable with that. She wasn't comfortable because she had been told over and over that she wasn't worthy, Mm -hmm. that she wasn't attractive, that she didn't have, you know, that she wasn't valuable as a person. And so, you know, we, I spent two hours with her, Mm -hmm. you know, what what started out of what I thought was going to be just kind of a, Hey, let's play with the accessories turned into kind of a, 
you know, light therapy session mm-hmm. as we talked through some of the stuff as, as I got to know her better and got to hear these messages. And then I'm talking with other women over the course of the week and I'm hearing, you know what? They've been fed these messages too, that, that when we mess up, it's all our fault. And so they, they just internalize this to the point where, you know, they can't be comfortable around their spouses naked or, you know, because they're not comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. They don't feel attractive because society says you're too fat or you're not, your body shape is not appealing or you don't have the right hair color or your breasts are not big enough or, you know, whatever it is that just has to stop. Right. And and I want to say though, that also enters us guys. We as guys get those same messages time and time again. And so we need to be aware that this is happening, that this, these messages are being fed into us in many different forms. Mm -hmm. It could be from, you know, your TV that you're watching. It could be from your friends. It could be from your own mother or father. And these messages have been possibly given to you over years and years. And because of that, being able to strip down, get naked in front of each other is very tough. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting when we asked that question, a lot of you guys came back and said, yeah, we feel fine. But there was one that said, absolutely not. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people who are in the absolutely not category. Thank right. you all for who said you are. But I will say for a time, a, a good period of time in, a, in mine and Elisa's marriage, we didn't feel comfortable naked mm-hmm. in front of each other. I mean, we take the shower together, but there were some issues there mm-hmm. of us feeling comfortable around each other naked. Well, and it's, you know, we talk about all of those other um, places where the messages come from. You know, you just mentioned parents, you mentioned friends, you mentioned TV. The one area that I really want to dig into tonight is the messages that we feed each other. Right. That spouses feed each other. Um, and, and what we may or may not be doing as a result of those. I mean, that mm-hmm. you know, when I was talking to this woman, she was telling me that her ex-husband used to make derogatory comments about her and her weight that were not very motivating. In fact, you know, she even said, you know, she kind of got to a point where she was like, well, you know, I'm not going to lose the weight now. You're going to be stuck with this because she was so tired of being put down and being hurt and wounded by him that she just decided, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do it for you. She's now remarried to a husband who accepts her for who she is finds her desirable and attractive and you know what she wants to do? Hmm. She wants to take care of herself now. Right. Now she's now because she doesn't have the pressure to be someone else, she can rediscover who she really is. And she can embrace that because he just her husband just loves her. Mhm. Just wants her to be happy, wants to you know, celebrate the woman that she is, whether she's the size she is now or the size she wants to be. Mm-hmm. He's in love with her. And I think, you know, it just, I was driving home that day and I called Tony and I said, you know, I'm, I'm blown away by this last two hours. 
completely floored that I haven't ever stopped to think how wounding or uplifting my words might be to him, to you. Right. Um, and, and it really just got me thinking, you know, there are so many marriages out there that are struggling. And I wonder how much of it goes back to the words that we use with each other. The words that tear each other down, the words that say, you know what? You don't have worth to me. I don't find you attractive. And those words, by the way, will be a very quick way not to have sex. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there's a direct correlation and, it, and it's very interesting. You know, those words we use, you know, we're, we're as guys anyways, and I'm, and I'm being general here. We want to have that physical intimacy with our spouse. It's that connection we have with them. But when you use those words that tear her down, it's not going to get her into bed to want to have sex with you. And I know this firsthand. Like I said, Elisa and I had issues with being naked around each other. And a lot of it had to do with those words, be it verbal or nonverbal, that I was sending to Elisa. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to learn about this. We had to talk about this and understand it. And it's been years for us of working on it to understand where we are now. And I will tell you, it was... It was dark times back then because for me, I think us not being, not being able to be naked with each other was one of those things that brought me or not brought me, but led me more towards the pornography area. I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting that visual connection with my spouse. I was seeking it somewhere else. Mm. Well, the words I was using were breaking her down and tearing her down. So she didn't want to be physically exposed to me. So I was going somewhere else and you see that vicious cycle that just continues to happen because of that. Right. And, and you know, we as women, uh, you know, we have an incredible power to encourage and uplift our, our husbands. And we also, and I am, you know, just like Tony said, speaking in generalities here, I know I can be quite vicious with my words. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is a skill that a lot of women have. The ability to tear down with their tongue. And sometimes we're not even conscious of it. You know, I was talking to a girlfriend um, last night and we were talking about things that, you know, our mothers have said to us over the years. And, you know, we know that things are said in a spirit of love. We know our, our mothers would never, you know, in, in this particular case, never intentionally hurt us, but the words have been wounding. Mm-hmm. The words have left scars. And I got to thinking, you know what? That same thing happens in our marriage. You know, we, we make that one offhand comment, or maybe we make a comment to a girlfriend that our husband overhears or it gets back to him. That wounds his soul. You know, the, the time that we you know, ingest, say something about our husband, whether it's about his performance or about something he does or does not do. You have to think every time you open your mouth, that's going to get back to your spouse. You have to live your life that way because all it takes is one girlfriend who's a little irritated or her husband or somebody else that says, Hey buddy, do you know, do you know what Elisa said the other night? Mm -hmm. How do I recover from that? 
you know, we had a, and I actually just thought about this, but we had a listener about a year ago, it was before school started last year, who made the comment to us because we were celebrating the fact that our kids were going back to school. And, and she actually wrote in and said, you know, you need to think about what you say on the air because what is the message? You know, you, you guys are recorded. You know, these messages are going to live on who knows how long, but you know, you get the idea that your kids could go back and listen to this and say, wow, mom and dad wanted to get rid of us, you know? And it was one of those things where at first I was like, Oh, but you know, I mean, we've, we've shared with our kids that we're excited that the, you know, school was starting, but it was one of those things that made me stop and think, okay, you know what? I have to, I have to live my life as, as, as if every word was recorded. Mm-hmm. Right. Are the words that I'm saying, the words that I want recorded for posterity? Because whether or not they're recorded on this podcast or they're written down in an article somewhere, if they're recorded on Tony's heart, yeah. if they're recorded on my children's heart, they will last forever, be it good or be it bad. So when I say, what did you say? It's really, I, I want you guys to stop and think this week. Am I using my words to build up my spouse, to build up my family? Or am I tearing them down and saying, you know what? I'm really so much more important than you. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. Am, am I am I completely undermining the foundations of my marriage and my family because I'm just going to let everything roll off my tongue without stopping to run it through the filter first? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should lie. To, I, this by no means am I saying lie to people or, oh, or no. hide the truth. No, but no, I'm no. saying you, you've got to put a filter on things. You, you've got to stop and think before you just run off at the mouth. Diarrhea of the mouth? Yeah, because that... Which, which both you and I know oh too well have done in the past. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. We Sometimes we you just it. don't stop talking. Yeah. It's like, just shut up and rethink what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about getting naked, though, a little bit more, too, because... That's a part of it. A- absolutely. And, you know, you, I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, years ago, and I went through um, hormonally after both kids were born, my metabolism, something just went wacky. They could never figure out what was going on, but I had ridiculous, dramatic weight loss, mm. oh, which, yeah. you know, I, I, it's a horrible, you know, it always feels awkward when I have to explain this, but I lost so much weight which most people, most women are like, are you kidding me? That's a problem. It is when you are so thin that literally my, my cheeks were like popping out. I mean, it was kind of like yeah. the skull thing. It, it was, it was nasty to the point of like making love to Elisa. Her hip bones were protruding out so much that they would hurt. I mean, there was like nothing there. Um, it, it, it was, to give you an idea, I'm five seven, and at my lightest, I was down to 106 pounds. Yeah, um, it, it was which bad. is about 25 to 30 pounds underweight mm-hmm. for my height. For your height, and the doctors couldn't figure it out. They just kept saying, "Oh, it's your metabolism." Well, you know, really, <laughs> I've lost all my baby weight and 30 plus pounds, and I did not feel attractive, and I and I didn't want to be naked in front of Tony because. I knew that I was literally like a skeleton walking around with skin on. And 
you know, it took a long time to get past that because right as I was about starting to gain weight, I would get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. So then I would gain the baby weight. Well, actually, you know, so it was two and a half years. I got pregnant with Andrew. Then we had, you know, that four months, five months where I hardly gained any weight with that pregnancy. And then lost Andrew, got pregnant again three months later, put on the baby weight with Abby and then spent 2006, 2007 going through this dramatic weight loss again. Mm-hmm. So there was about six years there where I was either underweight or pregnant. And that's that's a yo-yo that is no fun to ride. Right. Yeah. And it, and it definitely had the effect of us being open when it came to the clothing being off in those years. I mean, it's not like we were completely secluded and never saw each other naked. It was just, it didn't happen like it happens now. Mm-hmm. And... I'd like to talk to you guys about ways to be able to be in front of each other naked, mm-hmm. be it if you're comfortable with it or you're not, because I think even when we're comfortable with it, sometimes it 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 always helps to reinforce those things so you don't lose sight of it. But I think one place we should go to when we want to do this is go to the Song of Solomon. And you'll see how he speaks of his bride. Now, you don't have to use the words he's using. Like, you don't have to have teeth as white as goat. Is it like, white as? Yeah, the animal references yeah. probably skip those. You know, the, the uh, neck as long as the tower of yeah. whatever. I, I mean, uh, I, I would substitute your own words there yeah. because while it meant a lot when it was written, the references are culturally not applicable. Right. And so, use those Use that guideline to look at your spouse and let them know how much you appreciate their nakedness, Mm -hmm. their beauty, the openness they have. And by taking off the clothes, we also open ourselves up. You know, we, we, it's taking that off and, oh boy, we got little Abigail who just woke up from her uh her bed so we are gonna pause it and we'll be right back okay there we go sorry about that so it it, by being naked it opens ourselves up emotionally we're stripping down everything there's also fun ways to just be naked and elise and i have done this over the years lately you know playing things like naked we okay i have to laugh because i think i think it was ron Longtime listener who, after we talked about naked wheat, said that he would never play wheat at our house. Right. <laughs> Again, after that, and he's been to our house, and yeah. you know, so it just it makes me laugh. Trust me, we do not do anything. We're just naked with the wheat. Right. I mean, it, in for many of us, hey, Elisa, we have our two kids. Obviously, we just had to pause this podcast for one of them. So you're not going to really find us just walking through the house, you know, on any given day. But we do try to find time to view each other, mm-hmm. you know, when the lights aren't off, you know, and it's dark outside. The thing is, I will have to say I've learned over the years is praising Elisa when she is fully clothed and it doesn't have to be about her body. It has to, it's more about who she is as a woman, 
as a mom, as a wife. And by doing that, I have noticed that it helps us to relate to each other when we are naked. Mm-hmm. We don't feel sort of this awkwardness that's happening. Now, for some of you are going, man, we're there, and that is so awesome. For those of you who are maybe newly or married and are just sort of still walking through this, it will take time, but get used to it. Learn, talk about it. That's the thing. Because once you can feel comfortable in your own skin and you're going to go through waves, you're going to go through highs and lows. There have been times over the last seven years I can recall feeling just fantastic, physically just feeling great. And other times just feeling like crap, Mm -hmm. bloated, um, just, just icky. And it's good that I'm able to let Elisa know that. Because I can tell her just like, I don't feel good. I don't I don't perceive myself to look good or feel good or anything. And the wonderful thing is she will just come back and just go, I love you for who you are. And you know what? That helps me because I am very self-conscious when it comes to my body image. I am. Um, why are you smiling? Because <laughs> I feel like we're at a... Uh at a meeting and I'm like, yes, Tony, you are good job. Good job for admitting that out loud. No, I, I think that's probably the first time I've, I've said that out loud. I, I am very self-conscious about my image. Well, I'm, I think part of that has to do with the fact that you've been a cyclist for so long. And I, I think there's a body image for a perceived body image mm-hmm. for cyclists. And what I was just going to tag on to as you were talking about this is one of the things that we've done that has helped us and I, and we've talked about a lot in the last month is we've started working out together. Yeah. And you know, if you're not comfortable with where your body is right now, maybe that's the step you take, but that has to be about you and not about what your spouse is telling you. Yeah. Tony never said, honey, you need to work out more or you need to, I mean, he did encourage me when I was at my lows to eat more, but everybody was encouraging me to eat more. And that wasn't the issue. Um, But what he did say was, you know what? Let's work out together. You know, like I'm starting this new thing. Let's work out together. And I'm like, all right, but I'm not doing the same workout as you. I understand. But it has worked because, you know, as our bodies are changing together, it's fun to compare. Hey, you know, look at my abs. No, look at your abs. Or, you know, the other day I came up, I think we were at your parents' house. Last week. Yeah. And I just came around and I, you know, I like tapped him on the stomach and he's been doing insanity for about a month now. And all of a sudden I'm like, I turned around, I'm like, whoa, where did those come from? You know, because his abs are just much more solid now than I think they ever have been in our marriage. And, you know, that's a way for me to just say, hey, I like it. You know, and what is now you just need to jump me. Okay, that's a whole nother podcast. All right. That's usually what happens after this podcast, depending on whether or not the children are asleep. I know. But but when you when you're doing physical things, when you start getting out what maybe you guys like hiking, maybe you like taking walks along the beach, maybe you like going for runs together or biking or surfing or skiing. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean that physical intimacy, that recreational intimacy you guys start doing it together, finding things that you love to do. I mean, we started it's this powerful. 
in 98 when we started hiking together and all of a sudden, you know, the pounds are coming off and we're like, whoa. Wasn't just the pounds were coming off, but we were also again engaging ourselves in a different arena, a different level that brought us closer together. I mean, we are backpacking and camping together. And I mean, I wish I know knew then what I know now because some of the stuff we did was just it was just so darn funny. <laughs> I mean We should we should the, do a podcast on our Goodness yeah, gracious. I mean, just just the things we did was just I mean, looking back, I'm surprised we're we're still able to do stuff together. But we learned a lot and it, it was just so much fun. It it really was. It it was a lot of fun to be able to engage each other mm-hmm. in that form, that recreational intimacy. And you know, we can laugh at it now. All the things that happened, but Elisa's right. I was right. crying then. Yeah, Elisa, uh, Elisa is right. I mean, the things that we accomplished and achieved were were just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, we can still do that with kids around. Yeah, I mean, all of you know that if if you have kids, we just got to make time for that. For Elisa and I, it's just we're sort of mellow most weekends. I mean, I read a lot of what you guys are doing on Facebook on on the weekend, man. And we, we lead some busy weekends, but geez Louise, you guys are running. I give you guys credit. We're, we're sort of like homebodies. We just want to chill right now. But every morning you'll see us up at 5, 530 and we're getting in our hour workouts, you know, hopefully before the kids wake up. You know, all of that just adds to us being able to feel this connection when we do come together naked. Well, and I have to say, I mean, Tony... Tony feeds me a lot um, in terms of my love language. Those of you that are familiar with the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, my love language is words of affirmation. And Tony knows that and he is incredibly good at it. So he, you know, for me, I'm one of those people that words is incredibly important because it's my love language. And so, you know, whether it's stuff I do around the house or, you know, how I'm dressed or what I'm wearing. I mean, he feeds me daily on the fact that I am appealing to him on so many different levels. And you know what? It works. You know, it feeds all, you know, it's suddenly, I have good messages playing through my head mm-hmm. because I'm like, I know he, he, you know, like I'll put on a blouse that I know that he especially likes and he'll come around the corner. He's like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's the one of the ones that you like. And he, his face lights up, lights up because he knows that I'm doing it for him. And I light up because I know he's going to tell me how beautiful I look in this. So here you've got this positive cycle of words going on and actions going on. So, you know, the positive actions, the positive words feed more of that. So when it comes time to get naked in front of my husband, do you think I'm worried about taking off my clothes? No. Not at all. Because you know what? Yeehaw. He's already told me he likes what's there. Dressed or undressed. He has, you know, we've erased that tape that was playing five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been replaced by a new tape. It took us a huh. long time to get there. But you can do it. You can erase those negative messages. If 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 you're willing, that that's the thing, you guys. That's the thing. You got to be willing to let 
the crap go. You got to let the past go. It's gone. It's not coming back. It's not going to change. It's what it is. You got to get past it. And I know for many of you, it is hard. I, I know that because I've been there before in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been there. But I'm telling you, if you constantly hold on and you're playing tick for tack or, you know, he did that, so I got to do this. You know what? You're sabotaging. You're sabotaging your marriage. You're sabotaging yourself. You're sabotaging your spouse. It, it You got to stop it. Mm-hmm. You have to. And I, and I can't say it enough. It's done. If you have to have a state of the union marriage talk to get that crap out and get it over with, get it out, get it over with, move on. It isn't doing you any good. None whatsoever. And I will tell you, there's this guy who died on this cross to rid us of all the sins that we have done and those that have done upon, been done upon us. Okay? I know I've been there, but you got to move on or you're going to ruin your marriage and you're going to wonder why your spouse doesn't want to do anything with you anymore. You know, and if it's too deep and it's too much and you guys are trying to, then you need to seek help. Mm -hmm. More help than just the two of you talking, get somebody in between and start talking. Okay. And, And this is coming from hearing numerous emails from many of you bringing up the past. And I'm not talking like two, three weeks or a month or two months ago. I'm talking about bringing up stuff that happened 10 years ago. It's done. Okay. I've been hurt. Elisa has been hurt in the 14 and a half years that we've been married. We've hurt each other over the years. I don't care what's happened anymore. We talk about it and it's done. And we move on because you know what? We learn from those mistakes. We learn from our, our misgivings. We learn from our failures and we just keep moving forward through God's grace. That's it. That's it. You know? And if you want to strip away all this junk and, and get naked in front of each other, physically naked in front of each other, you got to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, Ooh, it's hard to come after that. Um, you get all fired up. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, actually, I guess that's later. But, uh, <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, just, I mean, I said it earlier, but just think this week what you're saying to each other. If you know your spouse has got a negative soundtrack going on, start working to change that into a positive one have that state of the marriage where you just say, you know, we need to talk about what those messages are. We need to start working on changing the messages that we send to each other, both verbal and nonverbal. You start showing your spouse verbally and not verbally that you desire them, that they are attracted to you, attractive to you. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to get naked. They're going to strip down and and shed those masks, shed all of that stuff and really be with you. You have the power to change that in your marriage. The question is, 
what are you going to do? Are you going to take that power this week and start to make the positive change in your marriage? Are you going to use your conversations with your spouse this week to start building them up, to start encouraging them, to start building that sense of desirability and worth? Or are you not? Mm -hmm. You have a choice every time you open your mouth when you're talking to your spouse. Every time. Well, this week, it's time to get naked, you guys. So when you do, make sure you tell each other you love each other. And most of all, we love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.